What's going on, guys? I'm back. This is Paul, Pauline Theology's Daily Devo. We're continuing our study in Amos chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. And uh, yeah, we got a doozy for the day. So uh, if you haven't read it yet, go ahead and pick up your Bible, whatever translation you got, read it and come back, stop the tape, come back and listen. We'll ask the four questions. If you have read it, man, let's dive on in, man. What's it talking about? What is uh, Amos actually saying? Well, right now he's speaking as the Lord as he's continuing to prophesy to the people of Israel. And this one, woo, boy, he ain't playing no games. He tells him, he says, he says, come to Bethel and sin. He says, and let your sins increase or grow greater at Gilgal. And then he says, he says, uh, bring your, your, uh, in the morning, your, your, your offerings or, or not, I'm sorry, not your, your sacrifices. He says, and your tithes, bring them every three days or every three months. He says, lift up a, uh, a leaven offering, <clears throat> excuse me, a leaven offering of thanksgiving. And then he says, and proclaim a, um, a free will offering. He says, uh, uh, and, and let everybody hear about it. He's like, uh, proclaim and, and uh, cause people to hear or testify to it. He says, for this is the thing that you love, Israel declares the Lord. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, God here, he, he bring a little uh, satirical or, or uh, sarcastic on these boys because, um, dang, he's telling them to go to Bethel and sin. You see, the thing about it is Bethel was the place in which God first met with uh, Jacob and they saw the uh, Jacob saw the um, where he got his name changed to Israel. He saw the ladder that goes up in the sky. So this is like a holy place for them. And he says, go there and sin. And he says he names Gilgal after that. And it's because uh, Rehoboam, the second, uh, the, the, the second king, I believe, uh, maybe in the first one, actually, of the splitting of the kingdom. He set up calves there for them to worship at um, Bethel and at Gilgal. And Gilgal was also the place where they crowned, uh, I believe it was. Saul as king, but uh, or it may have been J uh, David as king. But anyway, these places are, are historical spots of greatness for God and his people. And so the king Rehoboam, after they split the kingdom, he put places or altars of worship there so that they can go worship. But the place in which they were to worship was in Jerusalem. And so what Jeroboam or Rehoboam, I'm sorry, was doing was trying to keep uh the people from going to the other country, Judah, their sister country, to worship God by saying, hey, you can worship here. And so when when God says this, he's making it absolutely clear. He's like, you know, you already know when you go there to worship me, you're sinning. You're not, you're not doing what I've called you to do. I told you to go to the one place to worship. That's where I'll be. I'll reside in my temple that uh, Solomon has built for me. But you want to do your own thing. You want to make up your own rules of how you worship. You want to say, this is how I serve God when that ain't the prescription that I told you to, uh, to do. And so he says, when you do that, he says, you're going the very places in which they go to worship. He says, go there and sin. He says, go to the other place and increase your sinning, man. Keep bringing your, your sacrifices and keep bringing your tithes, man. Lift up these offerings to me. 
He's like, because really the reason that you're doing it is, and this is what's all behind it as well. It says is because you want everybody to know. He says, you want everybody to hear. He says, that's what you love. Ooh, that's tough, man. So what's it saying about God? Well, it is saying God detests illegitimate worship. God hates illegitimate worship. God detests vain worship. God abhors vain worship. This is not the thing that he loves. He does not desire it from his people. And what about man? What's it saying about man? Well, man loves the rituals, but our hearts are far from the true worship. We love the rituals, but our hearts are far from the true worship, man. Like, uh, uh, we, we, we like to, to sit in church, sing the songs, like to hear the preacher. We like to do all that, you know, have that gathering on Sundays, hanging out with our friends, social club, you know, a little bit. But where's our heart at in it? That's what man loves to do. And so how can we apply these things to our lives? Well, I think we need to examine our hearts. We need to get back to the heart of worship, as uh, Matt Redman would say, is we need to check ourselves and see why we are doing what we're doing. Is it so others could see us? Jesus talks about that a lot, man. He's like, man, they have their reward. When other people see and they, uh, uh, they see and they glorify because of the stuff that you do, he's like, they have their reward. But the one who goes to the secret place, man, and prays, he's like, that's the one that God hears. So check your heart. Are you there to make friends? Are you there to, uh, uh, not to say making friends is bad, but are you there because you want people to see how good you are? Are you there because you want to uh, just enjoy the awesomeness of the music? Because the reason that you should be there is because you want to give your life and to praise the awesomeness of the one true God, the one who deserves all things, the one that's created everything, and in him all things are sustained. That is the reason why we worship. Man, I appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, I'll see you in the next episode.